All right. Uh, welcome everyone to the February 7th, 2022 meeting of the Alameda Open Government Commission. Uh, looks like we've got everyone here. Madam Clerk, can you please take the roll? For non-agenda item public comment, Madam Clerk, do we have any speakers who would like to give public comment on matters not covered in the agenda? We have one person present and yes, they have raised their hand. Um, it's Jay Garfinkel. Okay, great. Welcome Speaker Garfinkel. We have a three minute time limit on public Hi, comment. okay. Um, <clears throat> um, Laura, did you have a chance to distribute the uh, attachment I sent in? Yes. Okay, so um, over the years, you know, I've been sitting in on uh, these meetings for about two years. Um, my impression during that time is that the OGC members almost invariably rubber stamp whatever the city attorney or outside counsel has said. And it appears to me that a uh, few of you are exercising your own independent uh, judgment. Um, and some of you have lamented the fact that you do not receive much training for the positions that you now hold. Uh, and it's sort of obvious. Um, uh, so what I have come across is something called the First Amendment Coalition. These are attorneys who it's a nonprofit, it's volunteer on their part, who are experts in the uh, area of the uh, Brown Act. Uh, if you send an email to them, they will uh, help put you on the right track. They don't solve the problem. They don't represent an individual. They have published a guide uh, that can be purchased for $30. I would suggest that the city buy these guides for each of you. Um, or that you purchase them yourself. Um, they currently are addressing a special topic of personal emails used by government employees and it's addressing specifically uh, San Jose, a suit I believe against the uh, sheriff for use of uh, her private email. It's a very contentious issue and I think that it would be uh, well worth the commission's uh, time and effort to uh, familiarize themselves with this and not simply rely on whatever the outside council tells you. Because the outside council and the city attorneys are always, they're invariably gonna support whatever it is that prompted the complaint in the first place. That's their job is to protect the city council and that's what they do. They don't put much effort into ensuring transparency. So uh, I would encourage you to uh, educate yourselves better uh, on these issues. Thank you. All right, thank you, Speaker Garfinkel. Do we have any other speakers for public comment? We do not. Thank you, Madam Chair. 
Uh, next on our agenda would typically be complaint hearings, but we have none tonight. So we can move on to section four for our regular agenda items, beginning with item 4A, reviewing the minutes of the January 11th, 2022 meeting. So um, before we kick off our first item, uh, I just want to explain a new, a new approach I'm uh, going to try to take here to keep us aligned with Rosenberg's rules of order. Um, so during the space for clarifying questions here, I'll go commissioner by commissioner in um, alphabetical order to see if anyone has clarifying questions. And um, you can shake your head no if you don't have any questions or come off mute to be heard. And obviously, if hearing something from another commissioner makes you think of a question, feel free to raise your Zoom hand and um, come off mute once we've gone through our list. Um, but I think this will help us think about getting out, you know, questions before public comment, and then you know, saving our discussion points for, um, you know, that space after public comment. So uh, this will be an easy start for the minutes, since typically there aren't questions about them. Uh, so we'll go around and see if anyone has clarifying questions uh, for our city clerk, um, and then we can save any notes we want to share on potential edits or corrections for after public comment. Uh, does that sound appropriate, Madam Clerk? Sounds good. Okay, great. Um, so, Commissioner Canberra, any questions on the minutes? No questions at this time. Thank you. Vice Chair Chen, any questions on the minutes? Nope. All right. Commissioner Montgomery, any questions on the minutes? No, ma'am. Thank you. And Commissioner Tilos, any questions on the minutes? No questions. Great. Okay. Um, well, then, uh, Madam Clerk, I suppose this is the time if there are any speakers on uh, item 4A. We can hear from we you. We have none. Okay, thank you. So uh, then we'll go ahead, commissioners, move into our, our deliberations. Uh, is there a, a motion for item 4A or does anyone want to make some notes for discussion? I'll do a motion to approve. I'll second the motion. All right, we have a motion to approve and a second. Uh, Madam Clerk, can you take the roll or the vote? Uh, Commissioner Canberra? Aye. Chen? Aye. Montgomery? Aye. Telos? Aye. Chair Lopalato? Aye. That carries by five ayes. Excellent, thank you. Um, so we can move into our second item in section four here. Uh, approval of the annual report on issues arising from the implementation of the Sunshine Ordinance and consider agendizing a discussion to review the 30-day mandatory hearing. Um, so before we get rolling on this item, uh, I did want to just touch on some procedural housekeeping uh, that I think will help keep this agenda item streamlined and ensure we're complying with our new bylaws. Um, so as written on uh, this agenda, we really have two separate and pretty distinct topics um, under this item. One that we discuss modifications to and hopefully vote on approving a final written report from our subcommittee. And two, that we consider agendizing a future discussion regarding Commissioner Canberra's new submission about the statutory timelines controlling the Sunshine Ordinance hearing process. So um, since we now have a standalone section in our agenda format specifically dedicated to Commissioner agenda requests, in consultation with our city staff, my recommendation would be that we limit our presentation and discussion in this agenda item to Vice Chair Chen's written report. And um, then we invite Commissioner Comper to propose his new topic regarding hearing timelines during section six of our agenda tonight. So 
Um, just to be clear, so during this agenda, we would hear a presentation from our vice chair on the subcommittee report, deliberate, take a vote, and then under section six, uh, we can take a vote under commissioner agenda requests um, regarding the introduction of a new topic for consideration as a possible upcoming OGC item. Um, so I just wanna confirm, Vice Chair Chen, would that plan work for you? Perfect. And Perfect. Commissioner, thank you. And uh, Commissioner Cambray, I believe this plan was run by you earlier, but I just do wanna confirm, are you comfortable raising your topic under section six tonight? Absolutely, yes. Excellent. Okay, great. Thank you both so much. So um, with that scope in mind, <laughs> uh, Vice Chair Ten, would you like to give us a presentation or orient us to the written report you've prepared? Sure. Uh, welcome to Groundhog Day. Um, we, I, I, uh, I've been working on this for quite a while, and every time we want to present it, uh, a new issue pops up. So I just want to plead with all of you uh, <laughs> to uh, let's put this one to bed. I truly appreciate the, um, the add-ons or the corrections or the comments from Chair Lopolato. And so I want commissioners to turn to the uh, red line version. And um, Madam City Clerk, can you put up the red line version so the people at home can follow along? Yes, sorry, <laughs> give me just a moment. Yes, I, I, I need them to repeat after me as I point out the changes. This is a one plus for Zoom calls, is that you can actually put the document on the screen and people at home actually know what we're talking about. And those of us who weren't paying attention have to see it. So it's all a big plus. So the, um, the idea of perfection is something we all attain, try to attain, but at some point we put together the most perfect version and then start the next perfect version. And so I, I think that uh, the addition of uh, Commissioner Canberra uh, pointed out something in more depth than this report could, could uh, handle. So we're gonna push that forward. And then also I must apologize after reviewing the minutes, I realized that I left off the section on recusals. So I'd like to uh, put that into the next um, set of tasks that we do. Okay, so here we have uh, the presentation of the revised report to city council on uh, problems we've encountered in administering the Sunshine Ordinance. This is the first time the commissioners themselves have tackled this, this report or anyone for that matter. And so, um, you know, I have to apologize for all our little fits and starts, but here we go. So uh, the report is following what was established in the Sunshine, the Open Government Commission and Sunshine Ordinance requirements in that we report back to the city council at least annually on any problems or issues we've encountered in administering the ordinance. So uh, we set up a subcommittee uh, with uh, I and Vice uh, Chair uh, Shabazz set up a subcommittee, we're part of a subcommittee and we basically met several times and we prepared uh, the first draft. I, I believe we're on the 150th draft. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, moving forward, uh, we are now looking at pretty close to completion. 
And uh, as we scroll down, can we scroll? Yes. Um, so uh, the, the main things we found, and we've been discussing it uh, since we started this work with the full commission, uh, what's happened is all the, some of the issues that arose, we were discussing them all along. And so between staff and commissioners, we, um, we found solutions. So the first one was the lack of clarity over rules of order and governing procedures. And so the result was that uh, the a bylaws subcommittee was formed and a lot of things were straightened out. I'm not gonna go through reading this. The uh, structural conflicts inherent in the dual role of the uh, city attorney's office in both defending the city in the complaint process at the same time providing legal advice uh, is, is, a, is a conflict inherent just there. It's, act, it's clear. And one of the things uh, uh, Chief Assistant City Attorney uh, Mackenzie has recommended and what we have started doing is for her to provide a neutral statement on each complaint uh, for commissioners and then to uh, seal herself off from the other city attorneys working on and legal counsel working on uh, the uh, responding to the complaints. So we've heard two complaints or three complaints since, since that time and it seems to be working okay but it's, it's a work in progress but this is the first time any uh, that we've tried to work out kind of what the um, the problem is on, on that conflict. Um, in the beginning, our first complaint that we heard, we were only provided uh, binary options in deciding uh, the uh, outcome of that complaint. And we realized that there were more options and between staff and commissioners, if you scroll down, we, we have five different choices now uh, as to uh, what the commissioners can decide on, on any given complaint. Um, do we keep going there? So the um, complaint, we've updated the complaint form. Uh, now that everything is, uh, there is an online option, uh, we needed to make an online complaint form. Um, orientation and onboarding, uh, as, as mentioned by the speaker uh, earlier in this meeting, um, uh, many of the commissioners felt like we could have benefited from uh, a number of, of, from some training or support on these issues. And so this uh, outlines that. And the solution is that uh, with input from the commissioners, staff prepared a more comprehensive orientation packet, which uh, Commissioner Montgomery benefited from. And um, this, this uh, uh, onboarding set of materials will continue to be added to and, and improved as, as time goes on, we would hope. Um, transparency of the legislative agenda. This was a complaint raised by Mr. Garfinkel. Uh, and we realized that transparency, improved transparency was needed. And uh, basically the city staff has uh, improved the process. And uh, uh, if, if um, if Mr. Garfinkel is still on the call, uh, if you click on that link, uh, check it out and see if that, if that helps you with the issue that you raised. Uh, there were issues that <clears throat> still need addressing. Uh, so we need clarification on um, you know, how much 
can we uh, ask city staff to do on behalf of the commission? And so it would be good if uh, council provides direction on the scope of our reporting duties and then how much staff time uh, could be allocated to, to assisting us in that. Um, there still is the issue of continuity and institutional memory. We, this commission has, the commission has existed for over 10 years now. And um, you know, there were some years where there were even no complaints filed and uh, commissioners usually met twice a year. So last year was a big difference. We met eight, 10 times. And basically because we realized there was a lot of unfinished business and unanswered questions uh, it would be good if there was some kind of uh, institutional memory uh, established, like in a report, like what we've, the overview, the importance of open government and all that good stuff, because um, people don't file complaints because they don't know we exist. And uh, people don't file complaints because they don't know they have certain rights in terms of open government. So uh, this is, something we need to build into uh, um, the understanding of, of all of our fellow Alamedans. Can we scroll down? So um, the, uh, the recommendation, and now there's some confusion here with, um, this is the first time I <laughs> saw some difference in kind of opinion or understanding with uh, Chair Lopalato. So, um, I, I believe for the past two years, staff have reported an annual report on uh, Public Records Act requests, which are due to change because uh, since that time, uh, the, uh, the city has adopted a, um, an online process which should make the reporting a lot easier. So when uh, some of us first started in the beginning of uh, 2021, uh, there was a uh, annual report produced by staff of uh, public records requests. Um, our recommendation is that uh, because we've observed um, a lot of public records requests going to the police department and those are not being um, done online because they have different requirements, we would recommend that there be some way of reporting back on the public records requests uh, to the police department and their outcomes. We also would like to, as part two of this, uh, recommend that, that some resources be allocated to develop some kind of report to provide an overview of what Open Government Commission is all about and what we do. And um, with as much uh, detail as possible, uh, given the resources that we have available, but it would be really good to have some kind of introduction to open government and the Sunshine Ordinance. The next issue was the complaint filed by Paul Foreman and heard on March 1st, uh, which uh, showed that there was a lack of clarity as to what constituted an ad hoc committee. And we want to really ask that the city attorney clarify what is a ad hoc committee versus a, a, a policy body or a legislative body, because if it is a policy, policy or legislative body, which is anybody appointed by the um, city council or any commission, 
then that body has to follow Brown Act and Sunshine Ordinance provisions. That's so, time on okay. the present. All right. So is anyone willing to give me five more minutes? I feel like I'm on a game show. Uh, Commissioner Montgomery, I see your hand raised. Yeah, I move that we give five more minutes to Commissioner Chen to finish this. Okay. Do we have Do we have a second? I suspect we do. It's difficult to see the hands on our. I will second the motion, Commissioner Canberra. <laughs> All right, we have a motion and a second. Clerk, do we need to take a roll call vote on this? Yes. All right. Commissioners Canberra. Yay. Chen. Yes. Montgomery. Yes. Telos. Aye. Chair Lopalato. Yes. That carries by five eyes. Okay. So I can continue. Spam. <laughs> All right. Can we scroll down? Let's see. Um, so I'm just looking back here on the complaint filed by Scott Morris regarding PRA request. This is just a uh, part of that other piece about the um, having the complaints filed uh, to the police department, having a little more clarity as to what the outcome and um, you know what the issues are to see if we can facilitate those complaints. And moving down, um, the complaint filed by our former commissioner Shabayas, uh, raise the issue of, you know, looking at social media posts. So we'd like to recommend that the uh, city attorney's office and the city council take a closer look at what's, what constitutes uh, something that is discoverable under Public Records Act vis-a-vis uh, -vis, uh, social media posts, because um, with the San Jose decision, uh, which ruled that um, city officials and other people communicating with city officials on city business, regardless of whatever email account they're using, they have to, they are asked to disclose those documents as a public record. So something, uh, one post on social media, to me seems like it's even more um, public and, and, and uh, relevant to um, a public records act request, but that's just me. Um, can we move on here? Is that it? No, there's more. Uh, and another issue that uh, was raised was the issue of how much, when does the clock start ticking on that 15 days? And I think that uh, Commissioner Cambrus um, is starting to tackle that piece. So we're going to um, move forward on, on clarifying that one um, next. Can we keep scrolling before my time runs out? Eek. <laughs> so uh, the, all, all of these parts uh, were produced by uh, Vice Chair Shabazz and uh, they were uh, provided in form of background to show um, how, how, you know, what kind of complaints we'd heard and what were the findings on all of those complaints. Keep scrolling. And then this chart uh, shows the uh, PRA requests, and I'm sure it will shoot up like a, like a rocket for 2021 since it's all online now. And um, 
the uh, again the exhibit three the, the complaints uh, most of them deal with the problems uh, that were identified uh, details onto getting a PRA request from the police department. Can we keep going? So again, these are uh, the Morris versus Alameda is the same thing. And uh, this, this PRA request uh, kind of stood out because we had no knowledge of it uh, at all. And uh, it's, it discusses uh, something that happened last year and I'm just gonna leave it in there just as a, a record. <laughs> and uh, by the way, all those endnotes were once attached to the items in the appendix, but they got separated with all of the copying and pasting. So I can uh, put those back in because they back up what, what's said. So at this point, I guess I would like to um, ask for approval of the report as, as, as amended. Thank you so much, Vice Chair Chen. Um, I'm sure I'll be thanking you again in the deliberations uh, for all your work on this. Uh, so at this time, uh, commissioners, I'll ask each of you if you have any clarifying questions for uh, our vice chair or, um, or for staff before we move to public comment and then our deliberations. Um, so Commissioner Camber, do you have any questions at this time? Um, I'd like to hold off at the moment if you don't mind and save it for discussion. Sure. Thank you. And um, Commissioner Montgomery, any clarifying questions this time? I do have one. Um, in the in the red line, you, I, I believe that um, Chair Laplata was made mention to there was not a report of PRAs, and then Commissioner Chen said there was. So I'm not to not know with staff from staff, is there a report? about PRAs that comes out because I'm a little confused about that part because that there were two different things said. Yeah, I can, I can take a, a first, um, I guess, a pass at trying to answer. Uh, basically, the, the commission did receive a, you know, chart of PRAs and did kind of talk about that chart and everything. Now, all of that has been superseded by the next request software. And so, um, and then we're going to do a demo on that later today. There is no statutory requirement for it. And it was something the commission requested and chaff, staff obliged to provide um, in response to that request in the past. Any other okay. questions? Yeah, so then... Chair Lopalato, how does that, how, how do you sit with leaving the words as they were as compared to the, the edits? I, I'm not sure what we're going to do about that section. Sure. Yeah. I can just speak to, to my thoughts in making the edit was um, as stated, referring to it as like an annual report. Um, to me, I thought sort of implied that this was you know, a report that is prepared annually that will continue to be prepared annually, whereas my understanding from city clerk was more that uh, it was actually more of like an ad hoc sort of in response to a request from the commission really year to year and not necessarily something that, you know, as it's not listed in the Sunshine Ordinance, what the Sunshine Ordinance actually states, uh, I have the language in a different agenda item, but uh, it's something along the lines of, you know, the commission may 
request a tally of records with advance notice to the city clerk, um, as opposed to it being an annual report. So uh, if, you know, if Vice Chair Chen and other folks are very attached to referring to it as an annual report, um, you know, that's, <laughs> I'm not going to jam up the wheels on that, but I just thought the language could be a little bit more precise. Okay, well, in point of that um, clarification, because I just joined when it was presented as the second one in a row, I made this logical assumption that it was an annual thing because um, Vice Chair Shabazz had requested it, had been the first one to request it. So they did one and then the following, which we were not privy to. And then the following year, uh, they did another one. So to me, two, two in a row is annual, but I can see that the, the language is, is incorrect. So I, I stand corrected. <laughs> it's fine. I'll, I'll break decorum and just say, I shared that confusion, Vice Chair Chen. <laughs> I had the same assumption at first. <laughs> uh, uh, Commissioner Montgomery, any other questions at this time? Okay. Um, Commissioner Tilos, do you have any questions, clarifying questions before we do public comment? Just, just to tag on that, I was under the same assumption that Vice Chair Chen was under because I was actually on the commission a little longer. And I do remember getting this multiple times. So I figured it was just like an annual request versus an ad hoc. But a clarifying question I do have, I guess, for Madam Clerk is, let's say we do have a motion and we take these edits, then that's it. We, we close the door on this one, right? It wouldn't have to come back again with the edits done, then we have to approve it again, right, uh, Madam Clerk? Correct. You can you can uh, accept all the edits and and that can become the final report. It doesn't have to come right. back without red line. And, and the final report that's accepted with all the red lines, I will publish and post and everything. Got it. So I, I will fix the end note so that they reattach to their original um, citation reference point. And um, Commissioner Tulis, any other questions at this time? No, that was it. All right, and uh, Vice Chair Chen, any questions that, just in case that you want to raise to staff or anyone before we move forward? No, I'm 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 ready to uh, go back to Groundhog. No, not go back <laughs> to Groundhog. Okay. So, yeah, I'm 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 ready to move on on this. Uh, okay, great, and um, I will just take the opportunity to ask a clarifying question of um, Madam Clerk as to what your recommendation might be for the best language we could use to reference um, a report on PRA requests, given that you know one has been prepared at certain times, it doesn't seem to be a, uh, clearly we have an agenda item later tonight in which we're going to address whether any type of report will continue um, given the next request system. So I'd love to hear if you have any proposed language or thoughts on how we might kind of reconcile that. You know, I think that I think that the revisions you made are, you know, ca ca captured, and I think that the commission can at any time, and each individual commissioner can ask me if you want to tally at any point in time. I'd be happy to produce it, especially um, with next requests. It's really easy to see, and you could actually run the tally yourself and go and look at. And so, I think when you see that demonstration later, it might help um, address and alleviate, um, you know, some of that. I hope. <laughs> okay, thank you we can um, come up with some very 
specific language to just insert in a red line um, so that that gets to be put to bed and we can uh, and move on there. We can do that during deliberations. Um, Commissioner Montgomery, I see your hand is still up on the Zoom screen. Anything further? Okay, great. Um, all right. Uh, if there are no other clarifying questions at this time, uh, Madam Clerk, do we have any speakers who would like to give public comment on the subcommittee report? We do one, Jay Garfinkel. All right, welcome Speaker Garfinkel. We have a three right. minute time limit. Well, I would hope you, this is a long complex issue. I'd hope you'd allow me a bit more than three minutes. But anyway, I'll congratulate uh, Vice Chair Chen. This was a monumental task. Um, <clears throat> as far as the uh, commission's uh, duty it is created to uh, enhance transparency of the government uh, activities. If there's a question, you are supposed to come down in favor of the public, the public's ability to uh, understand what's going on. On the topic of ad hoc committees, uh, First Amendment uh, Coalition addresses this. Any committee created as a result of action of the city council uh, is subject to the Brown Act. So if the city council tells the, tells the city manager to create a process, a, a committee, that's subject to the Brown Act, um, except for exclusion. There are some things that exclude things from coverage, but if, the, if it came as a result of direction for the council, it's subject to the Brown Act. So the police commission uh, study last year, two years ago, that should have been open. If the seed uh, process looking at uh, equity uh, sets up a committee, that committee has to be open to the public. Um, I think that uh, one of the, and I think that the Open Government Commission should be very liberal at making recommendations to the city council as to uh, what you guys should be doing. For instance, the current mayor uh, goes out of her way to, to hide things in the consent calendar. She does it every meeting and that's inappropriate. And uh, so you should be making some recommendation as to what should be on the open uh, agenda and not uh, in the uh, consent calendar. Um, I would encourage you to have monthly reports or reports at each of your meetings as to the uh, PRA requests that have been made since the last meeting. They could be categorized as to types. The uh, police uh, PRAs should be reviewed by your committee uh, monthly so that you know what's going on. You see if there's a trend uh, in process and you can react uh, appropriately. The social media issue is a difficult one, but I think it's necessary for you to define what you mean by a private account. For instance, if I were to meet with a city council member in their office, you know, before COVID, that wouldn't be recorded. Nobody would have access to what was said. So that I don't believe should be considered uh, pu the public's business. By the same token, if uh, the, the time. Thank you, Speaker Garfinkel. Uh, we're going to follow our timelines tonight. Thank you, Speaker Garfinkel. Um, you're always invited for uh, non-agenda public comment as well as a space to, to be heard before the commission. Um, do we have any other speakers for public comment tonight? We do not. 
Okay. Uh, well, with that, we can turn to our commissioner uh, deliberation and an action on this item. Uh, would anyone like to uh, make a motion or begin points for discussion? Commissioner Canberra. Thank you. Um, just a, a couple of things in going through. First of all, thank you, Chair Lopalotto, for giving us that really nice edit. It made it much easier for me in going through all that. And I concurred with all of the uh, suggested edits that you had made on that. Um, one of the things I'm on page three, item F, where we have the link to the legislative affairs. And I'm suggesting that rather than use the link or include the link, but also do a very brief description so that it might read and address this issue by with uh, just a short sentence that, that would say creating the um, legislative affairs website for some of us that are sitting reading it as a hard copy, then we have to run over and get that link. Next, I realize that we wanna cut this off and there's always something else to talk about. So I don't wanna add something else to talk about, but would it be appropriate to include the 2021 hearing results? There were six of them. We had, I think three or four in 2020, just so that on the annual aspect of it, it would cut us off at um, the end of 2021. Commissioner Camper, I might. Can you say that again? Ask you yeah. a clarifying question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Commissioner Tillis. I got a little confused. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm used to just blurting out. Sorry. No, that's okay. So in the, um, I, it's the first, is it the first exhibit in the appendix? Page seven. On page seven. Yeah, exhibit one. Yeah, we stop at 2020, which obviously would have been appropriate when we were doing this at 2020. And the question is, would we want to add 2021 figures? I, I put it in text. Or, however. No, I mean, it's, it's, it is in there. It's just, in the chart? No, it's not in the chart because I didn't create the original chart. So I'm chart deficient. Okay, I guess when somebody were referring to that, that's okay. You, however you'd like to handle it, Commissioner Chen. <laughs> And then the only other question was the three cases that are referred to in the appendix, you know, there isn't actually, so those are number one cases that occurred prior to 2021, but there doesn't seem to be specific references back into the report. And so how those would get incorporated into this existing report if they're appropriate to do it and the mechanism for doing that so that there would be a reference to exhibit three and its context. And those are all that I have. Thank you, Commissioner Canberra. Um, Vice Chair Chen, I wonder if, um, do you wanna speak for a moment just about the sort of the creation of the appendix and the context of how that occurred? I wonder if it might help um, create a bridge here between uh, your presentation and Commissioner Canberra's comments. Well, due to time limitations and COVID limitations, um, 
Vice Chair Shabazz and I really, we met on the phone <laughs> several times and we met, I, yeah, we, we met on the phone several times and we tried to create a document together, but actually two documents were created. So the, the, the portion that we, I have in the appendix, it was all created by Commissioner Shabazz without um, a give and take between the two of us because we just didn't have the time and capacity to do that. So I thought the information that he had in, the, in that material was, was pretty um, important and worthy of being included somewhere. And this being the first report that this commission has ever done, it seemed like, okay, I'm just going to put it in as an appendix and uh, have kind of a disclaimer at the top of it, which you might notice that says, um, yet yeah, all the examples of problematic public records requests were provided by former uh, Vice Chair Shabazz. So I'm kind of reluctant to remove them. It's not that this report stipulates that it had to ha all have had to have happened in, in the previous year because this is the first one that's ever happened. And so obviously there were other uh, things that have happened before this report was written that are not recorded in history anywhere. So that's, that's why I decided to just to include it in there and moving forward, we can be more um, precise. But that, that was just my feeling. And then the, um, I did discuss it briefly with, with uh, uh, Vice Chair Shabazz and he's, he's pointed out he had those endnotes which we've discovered got disconnected to the citations within that report. So I'm going to reinsert them. But because we were together, we were both on the subcommittee together. I felt kind of funny just chopping something off. Um, and then he had resigned. So that was another issue. So yeah, I'm just kind of stuck in a quandary, but I feel like the information in there is valuable for future reference. I know it's lame, but what can I say? It's, it's half of this and half of that. Thank you, Vice Chair Chen. Um, any other commissioners want to share comments, points for discussion, possible motions? Commissioner Tilos. Okay, so this is the first time I've ever raised my hand since I've been, <laughs> since I was the chair. So how do I undo? I just lower the hand. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I don't think we're ever going to get to perfect. And, you know, I value the comments um, from Commissioner Canberra, but, you know, I'm sort of with Vice Chair Chen. You see, we gave this a best shot effort. And I think, you know, I sort of go by that 80-20 rule that, you know, we got 80% of the message there, and I think we're way over 80% of the message. And, you know, if we keep looking at it, yes, we're going to find more things wrong. But I think, you know, we cleared the hurdle, and I'm feeling pretty good at sending as is. I wouldn't want to chop off the appendix because I think there is some valuable information there as well. And, you know, some people are more, um, let's see, what's the proper word? like more pictures than they do words. So I think, you know, just having those graphs and, and yeah, it'd be nice to have the graph go out to 2021, but just in the importance of time and the proficiency we have, I'm, I'm leaning towards just this being the final product. 
Thank you, Commissioner Telos. Um, any other comments from commissioners? Commissioner Montgomery. Move we accept the report with the edits. I would second that. Okay, we have a motion and a second. And uh, while this is not quite in the nature of a friendly amendment, we do have um, the issue of some of the edits are in comment mode and not an actual red line. And so we would need to suggest some replacement language um, for the comments on page four that refer to changing language. Or we can leave the language as is. Uh, Commissioner Montgomery is the maker of the motion. I guess I could leave that to you, whether you would like to have discussion of what a language change could be, or if you'd like to keep your motion to. Sure, we can discuss that. Okay. <laughs> uh, great. And then we can go back to the motion. Madam Clerk, how do you recommend? Well, what I was going to say is I think kind of what you what your notes were saying was kind of just to remove the, the annual, make it annual and, and kind of make it more broad that the commission can make requests about um, public records. And um, that way it just wouldn't I, I guess maybe my thought was like where you were going with your comments was kind of just to leave it a little more vague. And so that's that language, I think, would just be kind of just a couple striking like the specificity and maybe is that helpful at all? Yeah. Like, uh, Madam Clerk, I'll I'll go off of that. And actually just looking at the text here, um, we could just strike the word annual and perhaps even accomplish that goal because there have been reports and we are talking about possible future reports. So maybe um, the edit on page four where it's currently in a comment saying needs to be rewarded, we could say to increase the scope of the staff produced report on PRA requests. Um, and then that footnote also has the word annual report. We could strike the word annual. That would probably be the simplest way to address that issue. And I think that might have been the only other instances like that. Um, then I guess I would also have a clarifying question for you, Commissioner Montgomery, on your motion. Um, for accepting the edits, one of the edits was to delete the end notes. Would you be recommending that is not accepted? And instead it's not accepted, but with the reattachment okay. of, of right that, that Commissioner Chen said that she would do. Okay, so that we have clarity on the motion. It sounds like the motion is to accept the report with the redlined edits accepted, including that minor language change to strike the term annual. And with the rejection of the edit, which would have deleted the endnotes and instead following Vice Chair Chen's proposal to reincorporate the endnotes, 
And Commissioner Chilos, that is the motion you have seconded. I second that with all the friendly amendments. <laughs> and before we dive into a vote, um, Commissioner Camber, you made a suggestion about a very minor language change. Do you wanna make a friendly amendment with respect to the legislative affairs website language change? If it's going to not further the discussion, I will make that amendment <laughs> as a friendly amendment to um, add in the language we had talked about earlier with a just brief descriptive passage of the legislative page on the city's website. And then the note I have written down for that is for section 3F. At the end of the sentence, it would say, city staff also saw an opportunity to improve the process and address this issue by creating a legislative affairs website. Is that correct? Something I didn't, I didn't pro specific language. I think I was gonna leave it to Commissioner Chen to put the details in it, just it would be added for the convenience of the reader. Commissioner Montgomery, is that acceptable to you? It is. Commissioner Tilos, do you stand by your second of that motion with the additional friendly amendment? Yes. Then with that, I think we're in a position to take a roll call vote. Great. Commissioner Canberra. Aye. Chen. Yes. Montgomery. Absolutely. Tilos. Aye. Chair Lopalato. Aye. That carries by five eyes. Excellent. Thank you so much. Um, excellent work, <laughs> Vice Chair Chen. That was a heavy lift. It will not be such a heavy lift in future years. Um, and um, congratulations on, on getting this through and, and helping us fulfill this statutory obligation for the first time ever. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, with that, can I just make a comment? Absolutely, Vice Chair Chen. I just wanted to thank uh, Chair Lopalato for all of your edits. Um, you've brought us closer to perfection. And I'd like to thank uh, Commissioner Canberra on his initial run <laughs> with us uh, to think out a piece that I realized upon his thinking that we needed to discuss further, but very all very productive. And I, I feel really good about uh, our commission and you know, it's, it's great. Thank you. Thank you, Vice Chair Chen. Um, all right, Commissioner Montgomery, I see your hand is still up. I assume that is just a Zoom glitch. Great. Okay, with that, I think we can move on to our next agenda item for C, accept uh, the annual report. Uh, for clarity, given our other annual report, this topic is probably accept annual report of alleged sunshine ordinance violations. Uh, with that, Madam Clerk, would you like to give a presentation on this item? I would. Um and so basically, um, this report has been done annually, um, unlike the other report. And um, the commission every year hears it at usually their February meeting and talks, uh, you know, it's a summary of all of the uh, complaints that have been filed during the year and heard by the commission. Uh, if you would like me to, I put the chart. Yeah, I can. we can show the chart up on the page so that everybody uh, viewing at home can, can follow along. Um, yeah, so uh, basically, um, let me click it on my screen, sorry. 
Um, so the commission, there were seven uh, uh, complaints that were filed and one additional complaint that had been filed the previous year, but was heard in 2021, which got us to the total of eight. Um, and then two of the complaints were withdrawn. Uh, so the commission ended up hearing six complaints. Um, we had a very even number of complaints. Four of them were uh, regarding records and four of them were regarding meetings. Um, the commission decisions uh, this year, we've added a little bit of extra information uh, directing people to the commission's web page because it now has all of the final decisions there. And um, so, uh, but to quickly go through the summary, uh, you you heard complaints uh, last year in March, uh, 20, March of 2021, March 1st, and that one was unfounded. You heard two complaints uh, in uh, April, one was sustained and one was unfounded. And if we'll go to the next page, uh, there was a, a complaint that was filed uh, that was withdrawn, so it was not heard by the commission. And then another complaint uh, was filed and then amended and then subsequently withdrawn. Um, and that one was also not heard by the commission. Uh, the next one was uh, heard, there were two more complaints heard on um, November 1st of 2021, was, one was denied and one was two parts and the person withdrew one part of the complaint and then uh, the second part of the complaint was found unfounded. Uh, the complaint that was heard at the December meeting also had two components to it. Um, one part was found not timely and then uh, dismissed on procedural grounds and the next was uh, sustained with a cure and correct. So, um, and the full decisions, like I said, are all on the Open Government Commission page, but this summary kind of just gives you the whole entire, um, you know, year review of, of all, every single complaint filed and heard at the meetings. Um, so if there are any commission questions uh, or input on this uh, or any further information you'd like to know, I'm here to answer any questions. Thank you, um, Madam Clerk. Uh, commissioners, at this time, uh, I'll ask each of you if you have clarifying questions um, for staff before we move to public comment and then our deliberations. Um, and I will have a few questions at the end. Uh, Commissioner Canberra, do you have any questions at this time? No questions. Vice Chair Chen, do you have any questions at this time? Commissioner Montgomery, do you have any questions at this time? And Commissioner Tilos, any clarifying questions? No staff? questions. Okay, great. Um, one question that I have is, I think the document that maybe posted with the agenda looked a little bit different than what I just saw in the presentation there. Um, it could just be that I'm looking at a bad draft, but uh, with respect to the reference to the Scott Morris complaint, when I look at the version in the agenda packet that I got, and I just tried to double check online too, um, one of my questions was going to be, can we include a row for a reference to the complaint that was filed in 2020 and then heard in 2021? And can we include a footnote about it? And it looked like that was intact in what you just showed, but I, I didn't see that in the version I got. I am so sorry. If Let me double check what's online and I will be sure to post this version up as an attachment as a revised corrected version. That was caught that I had missed that one by the attorney's office. And so I corrected it, but I might have not swapped it out as the attachment. So my huge apologies. And um, the, the one I showed tonight is the correct version, including that Morris one. So my apologies. Okay, well, great. That takes away one other question that I had. So, um, I had a, another question about just a, a logistical possibility. 
we're in the disposition column. Um, would it be possible for us to hyperlink to the actual final decision? That's okay. That's technically right. possible. All right. Um, and then uh, another question to, I guess, to chief assistant city attorney. Um, I'm wondering if you can maybe speak to the process of sort of what's to, how the relief sought column is characterized or, or what process goes into identifying that. If, if that's done by your office, which I assume it is. Um, it's, uh, the city clerk and I put together this, this report and chart jointly. Um, I think the relief sought, since it's not, I mean, relief sought is the, is the, uh, only phrase used in the ordinance. So we don't get a lot of guidance for that. Um, so in the interest of space with the, using a chart format, um, the relief sought is just a, a truncated version of how we distilled um, what was in the um, each complainant's um, paper, so to speak. So there's no magic to it, I guess, is, is if, if that's what you're asking, or there's no specific process we file or followed, um, other than to try to have an accurate snapshot of what the relief being sought by each complainant was. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, and then I guess another question for the chief assistant city attorney, um, I, I'm noticing the, the language about the statutory language requiring the column for location of all records relevant to each complaint. And I'm particularly curious about whether, you know, in sort of your opinion of that language and what it might mean, whether there might need to be any kind of adjustment to the final column for, um, or footnote for the complaint that was heard December 6, in which the city initially stated that the records you know, that next door was the custodian and then, you know, potentially requested responsive records from the individual custodian. Um, do you think that there would be a need to include either of those in that, that column? I'm sorry, let me see if I understand that, that are you speaking specifically to just the um, December 6th hearing in the box that corresponds to that one? Or are you asking a more global question? I think the, I guess the global question would be, should, you know, does the statutory language indicate that there should be kind of a level of specificity about, you know, who potential custodians are? Um, or is that referring more to the location of records which were produced? Um, you know, because I could see that being kind of a, a differential here. Um, and then the only, the only instance in which it kind of came up as a question for me was, was with respect to that very final row where the actual complaint kind of dealt with records that, that weren't located in the city clerk's office or the city manager's office potentially. Um, I, I mean, I will let the city clerk speak for herself, but my understanding is that that final column is supposed to relate to where any records, if they exist, um, are housed within the city. But perhaps Madam Clerk has. Yeah, I, I definitely concur with that. And so, um, you know, when we have to request from non-housed city, it, it, you know, I guess the specificity that I was following was that, you know, 
where they are, the location of all relevant to each complaint held by the city, I guess, is the way I, I looked at it. And so um, if they were not housed in the city, I did not list not housed in the city. But uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. That makes sense. Um, those are all my questions. Um, commissioners, did anyone else have clarifying questions at this point? Vice Chair Chen? This is kind of strange, but um, not strange. With this data, and I, I could talk with uh, Madam City Clerk about it, I could, if I could get all the data used for the bar chart and this data from 2021, I can actually do <laughs> a new bar chart for the report if that's, and, and fulfill Commissioner Canberra's wish. <laughs> Would that be acceptable for fellow commissioners? Well, I think you already took a motion and approved it as is. Okay, so I think so you have I'll to just... reopen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> a very generous offer, Vice Chair Chen. Um, but yes, I, I was just about to ask, should we stay within the confines of each item? As, as arbitrary and official as that has to be. Um, okay, great. Well, uh, with that, if there's no other clarifying questions, um, I think we can turn to public comment. Madam Clerk, do we have any speakers who would like to give public comment on agenda item 4C? We do not. Do not look like it. Okay, great. So um, next we can turn to our commissioner deliberations and um, an action on this item. So would anyone like to begin or make a motion? All right, we'll do this. Oh, great. Commissioner Montgomery, thank you. Please go ahead. I'm not sure if the language is approve or accept, but um, I make the motion that we do one, either approve or accept this report. Do we have a second? All right, Vice Chair Chen, thank you. Um, that was the addition of the Scott Morris complaint. Okay, I see nodding here. All right, thank you. I will I will definitely attach it. And, and I'm sorry, I, we caught it all in the summary and I just failed to swap it out last second. So yes, it will be uploaded and that will be the official one. This is gonna be really out of order. I'm just gonna acknowledge it, but Madam Clerk, could you read us what that section says before we approve a report that we haven't? Absolutely. In the text form. Yeah, and we can reshow it again while while That'd I read it so everybody can see it. Yeah, we'll just go right to that that um, particular line item, and uh, yeah, it threw me for a loop uh, because I was following along all of the ones that were filed in the year, and thankfully the chief assistant city attorney pointed out that one was the year before. You have to go up one page already. Okay, so it's that second line here in the chart. It was the date of the complaint was 5-12-2020. The nature of the alleged violation was that it was an alleged violent violation of public records access. The complaint summary was that records production related to arrests was improperly denied. Uh, there, the complaint itself didn't specify any relief sought. The matter was heard on 4-5-21, and it was, the disposition was that it was sustained. And the location of the related documents are in the city attorney's office, the city clerk's office, and the police department. So that was the missing line. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Um, Commissioner Montgomery, does that... Uh... Your, your motion stands, I assume? 
Yeah, this is the one I was referring to. Excellent. Okay, great. Um, Vice Chair Chen seconded the motion. Was that right? Did you want to speak again, Vice Chair Chen? Yeah, I, I was uh, looking at it, and the the date of the date of the 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 date of the filing of the complaint, and the date of the hearing were um, not in the right order in my brain. Like it said, five twelve. 2020 is when it was filed. So the, the complaint was filed in 2020, and which is, I, I did add an asterisk. I should have read oh, that oh, as well. I see. I just missed the 2020 part. Right. And then I did put the note, the complaint was filed in 2020, but not heard until 2021. So there was also that footnote okay. at the end okay. with a little asterisk. I was so just sorry, looking I should have read at, that. at May and then April. I mean, yes. like, whatever. Yes, it was because it was May, May of 2020 and then April of 2021. All right, um, may I make a very quick friendly amendment to Commissioner Montgomery's motion, uh, which would be just to add uh, the suggestion to hyperlink to the report of the actual OGC final decision for each complaint in the disposition column. If that's something that, that others agree would be helpful. Except. All right, with that, I think we're ready to take a roll call vote. Commissioners Canberra. Aye. Chen. Aye. Montgomery. Aye. Telos. Aye. Chair Lopalato. Aye. That carries by five eyes. All right. Thank you. And uh, thank you to the motion maker for getting that going as well. All right. Um, so we can move on to item 4D uh, update on Public Records Act requests. And Madam Clerk, would you like to give a presentation on this item? I would. Let me, I'm going to share my screen for this one. Okay, so Artie, will you put 10 minutes on the clock and hit start? Um, so this is the city's homepage um, that is up on the screen now. So whenever anybody logs onto the homepage, uh, there is now a link right in this front column to public records requests. There's also um, a link on the city clerk's page, but, and if you type city of Alameda public records request or city of Alameda PRA, uh, a link comes up to directly to this page if you don't even want to go to the city's main page. So when anybody clicks this page, um, basically we wrote up a little uh, summary here about records that are available online in case they you know don't even know what's available online. And then we explain the way that records may be requested um, by submitting a request online via next request. That's the name of the software. And we do note that um, police department and housing authority are, are separate and direct them to their emails. Um, we also point out that people can still uh, telephone or come in person and make a record request. And we provide a link to you know all of the city offices. And then we explain that verbal requests would be uploaded into next request. Uh, lastly, we say that they can submit it via email or US mail and um, provide some links of ways to do that. So basically, what, you know, even though we have this software, anybody who's not technologically savvy, we're, we've still got them covered. We will help them get their request in the system and uh, they don't have to, you know, be 
alarmed if they you know aren't don't want to go onto the computer and do it. Um, we give them some helpful pointers on how to do the request. Um, but basically, right now, what I'll do is I'll take you to the next request page. So this is where they land um, when they get into next request. So you can either search request, make a request. Uh, there's even some more, you know, links to do that up here. And there's also a little clever sign in if they've already been a person making requests. There's also some FAQs, um, help privacy and terms down here. Uh, these FAQs are custom to us. The help privacy and terms are the softwares. Um, so once the person, you know, reads this information, this is our web portal to do these requests. They've decided they want to make a request. They could click here. Oops. Uh, they could also click, you know, up here to make a request. So this page is where they actually make the request. This whole column on the side uh, basically provides helpful information in that, you know, about how they can make a request. Um, we point out where else they can look for records yet again. We warn them and caution them that, you know, information is public and we don't want confidential information such as birth date, social security numbers. Um, we do not publish the contact information unless they enter it themselves in their own description box. Um, people are not required to put a contact information in. So basically they could simply fill out the top box and the department and submit it anonymously. If they do submit it anonymously, the, good, the thing that they have to know is that they won't receive notifications. So they'll have to keep going back and checking the portal to see if their request has been fulfilled. Um, uh, additionally, um, there is only one department that can be selected when they're making a request, but if they want it to go to multiple departments, they can put city clerk and then we'll assign it out to everyone. Or some people have even submitted the same request to multiple departments so that each department, uh, they, they have it separate. Um, and then, uh, you know, we have some tips to help them sub submit requests, um, be specific, try and provide dates, um, and then we have a few links to some commonly requested uh, um, things that the city often gets. And it, we link yet again to the FAQs. And I'll just quickly click on the FAQs. It's just a basic um, what laws govern, what is the public record request, who can make it, can I make it anonymous? So it's very um, basic questions that they might have encountered you know, when submitting a request. Um, Let's stay on this make a request form. So this is the description box that they can enter a very long, uh, ex a big explanation of everything they want. Um, one thing that's neat about this box is once they start typing, if it's something that's on the website, it automatically directs them so that they don't even have to submit a request. They can go, oh, look, I can just go and click here and find it. So that's one way that hopefully some people are getting their answers before they even have to submit a request. Then there's also this little reminder to, you know, be specific, include date ranges if known. Um, so basically they could, you know, any topics that, that they might be asking about, you know, there's different hyperlinks, you know, to different, different areas uh, depending on um, what they type. And see, birth certificates, it actually takes you to the county. So, um, but they don't, if they don't notice that and they don't see it, they can still submit a request and we would still help them. So the only other field that's required in addition to this is the department. And every city department is in here except for police, as we've explained, and they can, you know, only pick one. So um, 
that is the department. And then they can simply enter their email. They can enter any other information they want. Or like I said, they can skip their email. And then once they've completed the information, it's as simple as clicking make a request, make the request. Um, so that is the request section. And then now I will take the commission into showing you how many requests we've received. So since we launched this in mid-August, we've had 263 requests total. As you can see on this page, and oh my goodness, let's see if I can, hmm. I hope you all can see the page pretty well. My box is kind of in the way. If anybody has any problems seeing it, let me know. So there's these basic columns here. Um, you can sort. These columns are sortable. You can sort by status. So you can see all the closed, all the open. You can sort by department. So you can see all of the departments in, in alphabetical order either way that have responded to requests. Um, you can see, you can also toggle through all of the pages here. There's three pages of requests so far. Um, so, and the basics, so, oh, I'm on page three. Uh, so the basics are, what I could tell you huh, is we have this year already to date received 60 requests because it started new at um, at number 22 means tw the year 2022. Uh, and if we go down a bit here, you can see where it cut off. We had 204 requests in 2021. Um, the, the searchability of this, uh, there's a couple of really quick and easy things to do. If you wanted to just see every request that was open, you could see that there are 19 out of the 263 that are open. Um, if you wanted to see a request that was for a keyword, such as there, I know there's one that says freeway, and this is a fun one for me because I got to do this one and it was very fun. Um, okay, my service. So you can see that this request was for a 1947 report on major streets and freeway improvements by this particular company. Well, luckily I did some digging up in the attic and I was able to find and attach that report. So um, that was a, a nice historic one that I was able to find. Um, so the other thing, and you can always reset the filters and get the whole list again. Um, and you can just search keywords all day. Um, the other thing you can see is we have had a lot of requests uh, for emails and in email requests. So you can see we've had 60 of them. Um, so, you know, if you were interested in all of those. Um, the, the next, um, oops, I meant to reset filters. So the next, uh, up here other than make requests, all requests. The next tab is documents. So this is also very similar. Um, it allows you to do keyword searches. This one also allows dates. Um, and then the other thing, this is the same thing very, you can see there's 10 pages of documents that have been uploaded and 470 documents. You can uh, sort it by request number. You can sort it by upload date. So, um, some of the most recent ones are here. You can also sort it by the most downloaded. So you can see this, the request associated with this one, 2174, has been of interest to 43 people. So that means this is one of the successes of the system. It puts these public record requests out there so that other members of the public who are interested can go and download the same information without having to request it. And this has happened multiple times where many members of the public have been like, oh, I want to see that too. Um, so, and you can do keyword searches again in here. Um, 
the other part of my historic uh, one that I did recently uh, was for a master plan. Oh, maybe I just need to search the word plan. Uh, and Oh, maybe I didn't call it master plan. Anyway, there's all kinds of all kinds of hits that you can do and searches you can do. Um, the uh, other thing I would like to show back on the request page really quickly is um, I didn't. As you're looking through all of these requests, if you don't want to, this is the way you click on the actual individual requests. You can click on them. You can scroll through them. Oh. My, my time is up. Do you want me to continue or was that sufficient? I would certainly entertain a motion from anyone who wants to allot <laughs> more time to the city clerk. I'll make a motion we extend time for Madam City Clerk to finish your presentation. Excellent, we have a motion, do we have a second? I see Commissioner Montgomery's hand. Second. Excellent, may we take a roll call vote? <laughs> Commissioner Camera. Aye. Chen. Uh oh. Okay. Aye. Aye. <laughs> Good. Montgomery. Aye. Tilos. Aye. Cheryl Palato. Aye. That passes by five eyes, and thank you very much. Um, so this um, this you can scroll through all the individual requests, and the other thing that I was quickly trying to show is that you can also just hover and see what the topic was, so that you could just like scroll down the list and look at all of them individually of what they're looking for without even having to click on the individual request. And the one the one interesting thing is I constantly try and click here to look at the request. You do actually have to click on the request number. And that is also true of when you're in the documents field. Um, you can click on the document itself to open it. The other thing you can do is you can click on the request to go back to the request. Um, if you do click on the document, document inside of this uh, area, it's not clickable. So you do have to go to the um, documents field to look at it. Um, so, oh no, you click on it here and it downloads. I, that's where I was looking in the wrong place, sorry. I was like, I thought it downloaded. So yes, this area downloads the document. Is, is If you see I click on it, it will go to a download. But like I said, if you're in that documents page, you can open any of these without um, without having to um, download them. So it just depends on if you prefer to download documents or just um, look at them where you want to go. So um, I think the basics are covered. I I think. I, let me look at my list really quickly. Yeah, I think I've got everything in there. And sorry, I went over by just a bit, um, but that uh, is the next request in a nutshell. Excellent, thank you, Madam Clerk. Um, no apology necessary. That was a, a wonderful and thorough update. Um, so I guess just a procedural housekeeping item, Madam Clerk, just to confirm um, the intent for this agenda item to provide an update and um, allow us space for discussion or questions, but not necessarily to take a vote on any particular matter. No vote needed. It was just a, a you know, coming back, it, it, you know, to show you guys what's been happening. Great. Okay. Well, with that, we can follow some of our, our typical uh, uh, process here. So uh, I will ask everyone for clarifying questions, but I see Vice Chair Chen's hand already up. Do you have a clarifying question before public comment? Yes, I was wondering, um, the uh, next request software has 
obviously increase the number of requests. Is that correct? And do you have a number for that from the previous? So it's it, it basically we started in August. So if I it, it'd be hard to isolate out August of the previous year to the end of the year. So that's kind of why it's hard to do any comparison yet, um, because really uh, all of my tallies are kind of annual um, and they're based on the calendar year, not fiscal year. So, um, you know, until until we have you know this whole year under our belt i think it'll be it, the most interesting to see um you know how the increase has gone any other questions vice chair chen while you have the floor um, no thank you and we'll have space for discussion as well um commissioner canberra do you have any clarifying questions before we hear public comment no clarifying questions oh actually maybe one is there a um a help feature if you're in the middle of it and you can't figure out all of the how to get to the document from the request yes at the bottom along uh along the bottom always of every section is always that faq help um all of those options are available and you can click on the help and type in exactly you know what you're having trouble with and you can also pick up the phone and call the clerk's office and any of us would be happy to help you got it thank you Right, great, thank you. Um, Commissioner Camber, any other questions at this time? Great, uh, Commissioner Montgomery, do you have any clarifying questions before public comment? Okay, and Commissioner Tilos, any clarifying questions before public comment? No clarifying questions. All right, and uh, out of an abundance of caution, Madam Clerk, do we have any speakers here who would like to give public comment on item 4D? I don't see any. We do not have any. Okay, all right, great. Um, well, uh, with that, uh, we can turn to any type of uh, deliberation or discussion, or I think open the floor to, um, you know, general feedback or, or certainly other additional kind of questions to, to Madam Clerk about the system, if there are any. All right, going once, going twice. I actually do have one. Commissioner uh, Montgomery has her hand oh, up too. I'm so sorry. My other screen was on top. Commissioner Montgomery, please go forward wanted to say how cool that software is like that is impressive i i can't wait to get off of this call and go see what's going on over there <laughs> vice chair chen you have the floor I, I was listening intently to mr garfinkel's comments and uh he said that a private a meeting between myself and a council member if it was in person, would not be subject to a Public Records Act. Is that correct, um, a Chief Assistant City Attorney McKenzie? Um, well, the, um, there's two answers to that. One is that the record, if there's a written record of a meeting, such as in a um, city-maintained calendar, like a, a um, council member's calendar that's requested, that if it's written down somewhere that could possibly be um, uh, subject and produced under a public records act. But the con I, I believe, I'm not sure, but if it, to the extent that Mr. Garfinkel was referring to the content of what was discussed, um, no, that would not be, there, there's no recording or anything that's subject to a PRA request. Thank you. 
anyone else have any questions or points they'd like to raise at this time? I will echo that that is a very cool system. And um, I think this update was really helpful to see how, uh, you know, in fact, a lot of the tallies and statistics that, you know, we might have otherwise been requesting are available right there for, for everyone, not just commissioners to see um, in that system. One sort of, I guess, question that I had, it's not a clarifying question, but um, given that the next request system is, is not used by the police department and, you know, totally different software is required for for compliance with the laws governing police records, I think is what the staff report said. Um, were the OGC at some point to, to want information like a, a tally on records requested, you know, how many requests have been fulfilled, anything like that, um, would the process still be to go through your office, Madam Clerk? Would it be completely separate? You can definitely um, let me know and I would be happy to. Um you know, put that request through and, and get the tally for individuals or the commission, yeah. Okay, and I think you said that the housing authority also is outside of next request. Yeah, right? and we don't actually even get a, a tally from them because they are a completely separate agency. So we have never tallied uh, their results or, or shown their results to the commission or, or talked about their results because, um, but we did receive requests for them and we just wanted to try and have, direct people from the beginning and not have them say, but I submitted it here. Why didn't you respond? We just wanted to put the information out there about their um, way to contact them and get to them because we do get them from time to time. So it was just a, a putting it out there for the public. And may I add one more thing? Cause I did forget to say one more thing. This is not answering your question, but the one really nice thing on the other end of the system is that staff gets reminder emails when requests are due before they're due when they're due if they end up overdue and and the system is just really good at keeping all of the staff on track and you know there's a learning curve right now and um so i i'm trying my best to do some extra hand holding and make sure you know we all learn it and and figure out how to use it right and so there there are growing pains but i think you know once once it gets smoothed out we'll be really hopefully extremely efficient and timely and do a really good job excellent that's great news vice chair chen because the Housing Authority was listed as an agency that needs to follow the Brown Act, but complaints need to go directly to them. Um, this is kind of a sideways question, but then are they, does this commission have any jurisdiction over them at all? Like if, if somebody in the community felt that they had violated the Brown Act, um, would we get the complaint? And if so, would we have anything to say to the housing authority about um, any Brown Act violations? Well, I will say this. Um, the city council does um, make the appointments to the housing authority board of commissioners. That That is the one um, kind of city control, if you will. Um, so the, the mayor nominates just like any other board and commission other than you guys, um, the mayor nominates and the council appoints. And so um, that body is a council appointed body, but their agency is completely separate than us other than we do contract with them for some services and we have produced those records through the city if they have been requested. Um, you know, as part of the rent program is, is what it was under. 
So there is a, a contract and that oversight. So it's kind of a little bit squishy, but, but, um, you know, other than that, the agency is separate. So I'm sorry, that wasn't a great answer because there is a little overlap. Thank you. And Vice Chair Chen, just for, just for clarification, did you mean the Public Records Act? I just meant in general. The, okay. Uh, does the Sunshine Ordinance have any step jurisdiction? Over either, either angle. Okay. And on, on, on either angle. And so if they, if the commissioners violated the Brown Act, is that included as a violation of the Sunshine Ordinance? That's, you know, I know that's squishy. So <laughs> does the city staff have any response? They wish to stand behind. I'm pretty, I was gonna look it up really quickly, but I'm pretty sure they're, they're appointed subject to the um, health and safety code. So it's a, it's a different code that they're appointed under. Um, but I, I was just checking to see where that was in our, if it was also in our municipal code. So I was gonna look that up really quickly. While Madam Clerk is checking on that, do we have any other comments from commissioners on, on this PRA update? All right, we'll give this a, she's so quick. Yeah, they, it is not even <laughs> under the municipal code. It, yeah, I thought that was, was correct, but yes. So they are actually not even uh, a, a municipal code body. They are just, under the health and safety code, Thank whatever you. it is. I, I can look at one of the resolutions and cite the specific section, but it's something like that. I think we take that part offline. <laughs> um, if there's any further questions on that uh, particular aspect of, uh, of our, our duties. Um, all right, so if there are no other questions or comments related to 4D, uh, I will just thank you profusely, Madam Clerk, for all of your work in getting this uh, system in our city, uh, which is just seems like a, a real <laughs> task to be applauded. And, um, and it just looks like a, it's real 21st century transparency, which is, is very cool to have here in our city. Um, so with that, uh, we can, I believe, move on to section five for the staff update. Um, Chief Assistant City Attorney or Madam Clerk, do you have any updates to share with us tonight? I believe just one update from me that um, tentatively the plan is for um, the March meeting to um, is when our uh, the training that we've discussed that our office would handle for the OGC um, would be happening and that is subject to change, of course, um, I'm picking March because there's nothing else planned for our agenda, but as we have seen, sometimes agendas change if there's a complaint filed. So, but the plan currently is that there would be uh, training that would occur during that meeting. Any other, oh, Commissioner Canberra, your question? Is there um, a topics for that training? Uh, we're developing the, the syllabus, so to speak, in our office. Uh, so there are going to be topics that have come up over the past year that have been, um, you know, issues that have been raised, uh, conflicts of interest are, are key among those um, um, to go over the statutory and the common law conflicts of interest to give some guidance to um, 
um, to the commission and the public, of course, will be listening in because it is a public meeting. And uh, Chief Assistant City Attorney, without, without binding you to actually incorporating any suggestions, would it be fair for me to say that if any commissioners had a suggested topic or a question they wanted to sort of raise in advance for possible training that they could contact you directly? Certainly anyone can email me to, uh, with, with uh, ideas or suggestions that they would like to have topics that they'd like to have included. Okay, great. And um, I guess I do have another logistics question. If there's nothing else otherwise planned for March or April, would this go forward in March or would it potentially be bumped to April if there's no other business? Uh, I mean, the plan is to do the training in March. Are, okay. are you meaning that, oh, if we would have a free, a free month in, in March and do the training in April? I, I mean, I would just throw out there that, you know, we don't need to be meeting every month necessarily just because we had 10 meetings last year. <laughs> understood. Understood. So I'll, um, the, the setting of the meeting and the, uh, the agenda is under the, um, is the domain of the city clerk. So I'll coordinate with her if it, if it turns out that the training, it would be the only thing that would be happening in March, then um, I'll leave it to her to coordinate um, perhaps with input from all of you to her, not as a group, but to her individually. That's a good point. Thank you. <laughs> we get we get in a habit sometimes and it's, it's always good to check ourselves. Um, Vice Chair Chen. Oh, uh, we also wanted to raise um, Commissioner Canberra's uh, addition to the to my report, which goes into the new report. So that'll be the next section of the agenda, you mean? You're talking about future oh, agenda? That was going oh. to be to another meeting. That's what I thought. So I don't know. I see nodding. <laughs> I think we'll see in section six. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, so the way, wait, the way it was explained to me was that in order for the commission to discuss it, it needs to be discussed to put it on the agenda for the following month. It would be for, uh, and I, I'll explain this in the next section, what, what the commissioner agenda requests involved, but um, it's for a subsequent meeting and the, which subsequent meeting would be part of the motion potentially is what our bylaws state. But if there's nothing else on the staff report, we can move forward into that. What a segue. <laughs> so <laughs> with that, we can go to section six. Um, Thank you so much for your, uh, your flexibility and patience, Commissioner Canberra. And um, just I'll, I'll do a little bit of a tee up of the procedural housekeeping of the way that section six, our commission agenda requests work since I think this is actually the first time we're using um, this specific procedure. Uh, Madam Clerk or Chief Assistant City Attorney, please correct me if anything I'm saying is wrong here. Um, but just to orient everyone based on our new OGC bylaws um, during the commissioner agenda request section of the meeting, any commissioner may request that the full commission take a vote to place an item on a future agenda for deliberation and action. Um, requests that receive a simple majority vote will then be placed on a subsequent meeting agenda. Um, the opening presentation by the commissioner initiating the request for an agenda item um, shall be limited to five minutes or less, but that time limit can be waived uh, if we have a majority vote um, for more complex topics. Sometimes that's necessary. And um, commissioners will have an opportunity to ask brief clarifying questions of the commissioner proposing the item. And then we'll take public comment if there are any, and then um, commissioners can deliberate before voting on whether to include the item on a future agenda. And we would each have five minutes for deliberations instead of the nine that's in the regular agenda section. Um, 
So with that, I guess, Commissioner Camber, would you like to give a brief presentation about uh, the topic that you're proposing for a future agenda? I know your submission was included in um, Vice Chair Chen's written report, so we can potentially look at that writing, but also maybe you can just reorient us now. Yeah, well, so hopefully everybody read it. And actually it's very simple. And this started out when the commission asked if there was a way that we might be able to extend time, especially in California Public Records Act requests so that the parties would have an opportunity to chat, discuss before a violation would uh, be determined and a complaint in the whole process. So like anything statutory in government, it's complicated and not as easy as it looks. Uh, so first of all, I wanna make sure that everybody understands that our single statutory hearing process applies both to Brown Act, Sunshine Ordinance, and California Public Records Act requests. It is a single system right now, which means that might be a point of discussion for future to separate those as two separate systems. But briefly, the timelines set out in uh, the Alameda Municipal Code and the Sunshine Ordinance are you have 15 days to file a complaint. And then after that, you have 30, the commission has to hear it within 30 days. And then the commission's report has to be available and decided in, or written in 30 days. Those are statutory. They are established by the council and we don't have the authority to change those. So any way of getting an extension of time either can be done through a statutory change would have to go to the council or in section 2.93.2, the parties can agree to extend time. That doesn't mean that we can force them to extend time, but it means that the opportunity would be available to extend time. And that goes for both the Brown Act open meeting violations and the California Public Records Act violations. So when Councilmember Chen and I were talking and we thought this might be easy and just put it into her report, then after we talked, it was too many decision points, too many different ways to go. And so we thought it would be better to agendize this so that all the commissioners could weigh in. And that's the brief version. That's great. And way to model not using the full time limits. We could all follow your example there. Thank you so much. <laughs> Try to be concise. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So um, at this time, does anyone, uh, I'll go around quickly, uh, have clarifying questions um, for Commissioner Canberra or potentially even for staff in this context uh, before we move to public comment or deliberations? Uh, Vice Chair Chen, do you have any clarifying questions? All right, Commissioner Montgomery, do you have any clarifying questions? Not at this moment. Okay, Commissioner Tulis, do you have any clarifying questions? No questions. Okay, and um, just to be clear, Commissioner Canberra, do you have any questions for staff that you wanted to raise about the topic at all? Um, no, I just to make sure that the, I interpreted the statute correctly and then the options under recommendation are actually discussion points and recommendations that the Open Government Commission could actually consider. And for those are the commission, um, so we would review the statutory authority make recommendations. Um, we talked briefly about a possible meet and confer ahead of time. I understand where the council's dividing line is and their authority and where ours might be with the complaint procedures itself. So, um, so Chief Assistant 
Attorney McKenzie, unless you saw something here that was glaringly wrong, uh, we could probably correct it and discuss it further at the next meeting or the April meeting, as the case may be. Right. I, I mean, I'd like to reserve any, um, you know, substantive discussion until we do get to that meeting. So I think it would be a bit premature for me to start rendering um, opinions on anything. I will say in, in as a broad brush assessment, it, I, I read, I read your comments and thought it was a good topic uh, that we could discuss at a future meeting. I, um, I think that's as much as I want to say at this point, since we're really sure. just discussing for purposes of deciding if it's going to go on a future agenda. Right. Um, thank you. Then um, I, I did have one question, Commissioner Canberra. Would you? I, I'm thinking about what this could potentially look like as like the agenda, the umbrella of the topic. This would be under, um, and I'm wondering if you're, you know, very focused on some of the specific possibilities like a meet and confer requirement, et cetera. Um, or if maybe you're thinking of just sort of framing this as a broad, you know, evaluate possible ways to encourage informal resolution of Sunshine Ordinance complaints. Like if, you know, maybe if you could sort of specify what you are imagining the agenda item could be just so that if we do vote on it, it ultimately comes along the lines of what you are hoping for. Well, I think I prefer to keep it broad so that each of the commissioners would have their opportunities to be creative and suggest them just to make sure that we all understand the statutory scheme and where our authority is versus where the council's authority would be. Okay. Okay, great. Um, I think I have other questions about it, but they could be reserved for, you know, a broader discussion. So um, I suppose if, if no one else has clarifying questions for Commissioner Canberra, we could uh, close through the motions of Madam Clerk. Do we have any speakers who would like to give public comment on section six here? We do not. Okay. Then um, I think we can turn to our commissioner uh, deliberations and action here. Would anyone like to uh, make a motion on this topic or raise any discussion points to start? Vice Chair Chen. I, I move that uh, we agendize this item at a future meeting. And if I could trouble you to do so, Vice Chair Chen, could you uh, provide roughly what this item would be oh. called or whatever? <laughs> uh, this item is to explore the um, to explore ways of, you know, <laughs> this is really hard to say without narrowing the focus, but basically if I'm just talking off the top of my head, the problem arose because we suddenly felt the 15 day deadline for PRA requests might be too rigid. So I don't want to say that. I mean, you know, that's, but it expanded to a broader topic. So can I punt back to Commissioner Canberra for a narrow- I think what we're doing- I'm sorry. Is, I, uh, maybe we could keep it broader to say a review of the statutory hearing dates along those lines for possible review. Is that broad, to keep it as broad as possible? 
I think Don't everybody sounds... speak at once. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> nodding roughly. Um, I will actually, if I can, just uh, Madam Clerk or Chief Assistant City Attorney, do you envision any problems with an agenda topic of that title coming on a future agenda for our discussion? I don't see anything uh, problematic with that title. If that's the question. That is, because that's really kind of all, all we have from it. And then um, since it would be a commissioner agenda, commissioner initiated agenda item, um, Commissioner Camber, you'd be primarily preparing the, the report that would come forward with that. So mm -hmm. um, you would have, you have space there to, to include what you will. Um, Vice Chair Chen, does that, uh, does your, would your motion include that? Okay. Yes, <laughs> all right, do we have a second? Commissioner Montgomery. I want to second it, but can I get somebody to read me the whole thing so I make sure I know what I'm seconding? I, I think I can make an attempt. So I think that uh, it, it's a motion to uh, agendize at a future commission meeting, a discussion of the uh, statutory hearing dates. And I think it's the, the deadlines for filing a complaint is also what that encompasses. I don't think those words were exactly used, but um, that was what I think the intent is. It's all the all of the dates, I believe. That's what my intent anyway in that language. Okay. I'm seconding that. <laughs> All right, and before we go to a roll call vote, I did see Commissioner Tilos's hand come up during that process. Yeah, just a quick clarifying question. Commissioner Cameron, what was your timeline on this? Were you looking at March or hopefully past March? So it gives us the flexibility so, to not be yeah. here next month? So I know I was just responding to Council Member Chen's request for the information for her report. And so that was, I think, suggested I not married to March by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, then can I put a friendly amendment to that um, motion to have it after March to leave us that flexibility? Oh, it's not my motion. Yeah, Vice Chair. Yeah, my motion. <laughs> My, my motion was at a future date, so. Yeah, and, and I want to, well, you don't have to take it, but I was saying after March, just to give us that flexibility. But if, right, but if you're against it, that's fine. I'm not against it per se, but I'm wondering if, if, the, if the training is just an hour, we could, we might could handle this in half an hour. That's, you know, if rather than wait until April or May when we could actually not have a meeting. I wonder if <laughs> this is way too much discussion. How about I make a, a substitute friendly amendment or a separate friendly amendment? Uh, substitute. Uh, well, I, I'm not going to change the motion. I'm just going to change. Uh, Commissioner Telos's comment about um, perhaps just saying at the next scheduled meeting. Okay. 
Would that and be can I clarify? I think uh, Chair Lopalato, by saying that you are saying when there's other agenda items already planned. Correct. Okay. Vice Chair Chen, is that acceptable? Sure. And Commissioner Montgomery, I think you had the second there. Then I think we are ready for a roll call vote. Commissioners Canberra. Aye. Chen. Aye. Montgomery. Aye. Tilef. Aye. Chair Lopalato. Aye. That carries by five ayes. Excellent. The motion carries. Um, Commissioner Canberra, I will put in just a, uh, a, a request of sorts that if you can um, attempt to coordinate to, to the extent that you would like to, but um, to connect with Ms. McKenzie um, or, or our clerk kind of in preparation of the report for that item, that does tend to, to streamline our commissioner-initiated items and, and we'll be ready to, to go and take action once we have you know, as Absolutely. much possible pre-coordination. Great. Okay, thank you. Then um, I believe, unless anybody else, does it, do we have any other commissioner agenda requests? Uh, normally we would like advance notice of that. So, okay, great. Let's move on to section seven, um, commissioner communications. Any pleasantries to exchange? Okay, great. <laughs> uh, Vice Chair Chen. Oh, I just have to wish everyone a happy Lunar New Year. It's the year of the tiger. Um, I have to say that um, it's gonna be a wild year, uh, but uh, I'm sure we'll all survive because we all have each other's backs, right? <laughs> So I'm just going to say it in Chinese because I am Chinese. Gong hei fa choi, san nin fai lang. And you have my blessings. Thank you, Vice Chair Chen. Thank you. I think that's a lovely way to wrap up this meeting. Though I do think, do we need to take non-agenda public comment? We have no other- We don't have any. Participants here. Um, so if there are no other um, commission communications, then I, I will say thank you to each of you. I think this was a great robust meeting and um, we covered a lot and I believe we can adjourn the meeting at this time. All right. Thank you. Right. Good night, everyone. Good night.